Welcome to What's the Story, Pekin, a podcast where we share stories about what's happening in Pekin as told by their authors. These are the people who are at the center of many local events. They are in the know and here to share their story, their role in it, and the possibilities of things to come. I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and welcome to today's show. Well, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, today. I've mentioned in past podcasts that my sound guy is Mike Eaton, a name familiar to a lot of people. Uh, but I thought Mike and I would have a little bit of a conversation, uh, allow you to get to know him a little bit. Then I had a topic I wanted to share as a task or a favor to ask of all of our, our listeners and really uh, the community as well. So Mike, Mike Eaton, again, is our sound guy. Many of you remember Mike in law enforcement in his past career. So Mike, tell us a little bit about that and then what you what got you into the business that you're operating now, the name of it, the services you offer. Yeah, so it's a lot of what, something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I uh, they know me as the uh, the guy that was in law enforcement. I, I did crime stoppers for many years, mm-hmm. a lot of the commercials. I was the public information officer for the police department here in Pekin. Uh, for many years, enjoyed that uh, immensely. Always, as a, a young kid, always wanted to be a police officer. That's that was my number one goal in life to be a police officer. Um, however, uh, business has always been something that has uh, intrigued me, and uh, I, I guess you could call me an entrepreneur. I love that. I love to start a business and see it grow and see where it goes and that kind of thing. Um, actually started my first business when I was 16, believe it or not, hmm. um, doing sound system work. So I did, uh, I, you know, I had my first little sound system and I would go to events and do this and that. And, um, and that grew and expanded. And then I started actually a, a corporation that we um, started doing. I started doing that for a living, essentially. Okay. And uh traveled uh you know regionally kind of in the area uh that grew i started doing a lot of uh uh, work for different companies in nashville and so that grew into a national production Mm -hmm. company so we did um sound system work lighting uh, video production um literally all over the united states worked with some uh professional artists would do some touring uh, for many years. Did that? That was uh, that's a lot of uh, things about me that people never knew that sure. I did. Wow. Um, and then uh, it got to a point when you know I had kids and it was it was hard to be on the road all mm-hmm. the time. You know we'd be gone for months at at a time uh, doing shows and setting up in arenas. So here here I started with this little tiny sound system, uh, and then at the height of the business was. Uh, rolling into arenas, uh, putting up, you know, large PA systems and all the trussing that you would see, the moving lights, uh, things like that. That's, that's the company that I own that we well, did. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, and, and listeners should know that, and I think I've mentioned before that, you know, Mike brings in this equipment, uh, carries it in one trip in here into the passport room of the library, and we have our own, <laughs> our own little studio. So it's great to see that, that mobility. Um, I know that's your story, and as you and I were talking earlier, um, we were discussing about how so many people, really everybody has their own story, their own family story. And I've, I've lately in, in talks, uh, I've, I've given little speeches here and there 
I've, I've started encouraging people, and I want to do that today, to start recording and sharing their family story. Uh, and people I talk to are pretty much in agreement, yeah, I need to do that. Am I, I, I got to talk to my dad or my grandparents mm -hmm. or whatever. But in today's busy world, we never really get around to it. And before you know it, they're gone. Yeah. And so there's part of the family history that is, is, is something that will not only serve your generation, but the generations that, that follow that. I think there's lessons within it. They, they should learn, but you won't be able to pass those on unless you document or record those. And, and the reason I, I really gotten focused on that is that I'm a, a beneficiary of my father having done the same thing. So when my dad retired in 1978, one of the things I did, and I think it's still a common gift to give to a parent or loved one that's retiring, is one of these books, you can find them on Amazon or the bookstore, that is kind of like the family tree or the family story. And you open it and there's a series of questions. You know, who was, what was your favorite class in high school? Who was your best friend? Wow, where did you hang out? And there are great questions that I think impart to those that follow a little bit of understanding of that person's past. But my dad took it and decided, I'm gonna do something a little bit different. Uh, there, there's more than just these questions here. There's more things that come to mind I'd like to share with you know, the next generation. And so he started writing uh, on paper, uh, you know, double-spaced, one-sided, by the time he finished, we had an almost 300-page book that was single-spaced, double-sided. And the reason it evolved into that was because once he got into writing and sharing the story, it just really sparked this interest and passion, and he just kept going. And, and that you know, brought to mind other events in his life that as he was writing, uh, perhaps he didn't originally even recall, but this, this exercise of doing this and sharing the story led to that. So he started uh, writing about his interest in automobiles, and I, I never really knew he had a passionate interest in it. He wasn't, you know, a grease monkey. He didn't, you know, uh, get under the hood and do a lot of work. He just had an interest in them. And uh, he started the book by talking about the history of family transportation, and he actually went back to his grandparents and dolly the horse that they they had and the stories he heard from his dad about the responsibilities of feeding the horse and caring for dolly and these kind of things um, the fact that when you went to a a get together or family get together in the winter you would uh, hook up the the horse and buggy and you would take a brick and put it in the stove heat up the brick wrap it in carpet put it on the floorboards so that would be the so-called heating system and if you're host was a gracious enough host they would heat it up again and hand, give it back to you for the the trip back but it evolved into talking about uh as a kid and i never realized this that one of his jobs were uh, in the middle of winter it was the chicagoland area get up uh you know before dawn and actually boil or heat water to run through the radiator because it was before mm -hmm. he had antifreeze right so you know, dad could not get to work if his boys had not you know, heated uh, water to get the uh, the vehicle operating. And he, he, he talks about a family trip that would go out to the, the, the country, and now the suburbs today, uh, where in the 1920s it, it wasn't unusual to have to stop and patch your tire three or four times on the trip. You know, there's people now mm -hmm. that could drive a lifetime and never have a flat, a flat tire. 
And I think his most popular story was the one where uh, they were going someplace and it started to spit a little bit of snow and rain. And my uh, a grandfather was getting uh, frustrated with the single windshield wiper they had on this Model T or whatever it was. And uh, he finally pulled off a few miles from home and got out of the car, pulled off the road, tore the windshield wiper and threw it away <laughs> in disgust. Of course, my, my grandmother said, well, that was a, you know, a bright idea. Now how do we get home? And my dad shared the story, you could tell, because he was so proud as an eight-year-old, I think he was, of coming up with the idea to where he stood on the running board. My grandfather wrapped an arm around him so he wouldn't fall off, and then my dad had a handkerchief in his hand, and every so many feet he'd just reach over and, and, and you know wipe the, the windshield. So you could tell he shared that with you know, a, a youthful pride. But that caused him to start writing other things, and he then... Uh, on my, my mom's side, he actually reached out to other family members, and there had been one that had traveled overseas to the uh, old country, to, to what was Prussia, uh, and talks about my grandmother washing the family laundry in the Volga River. Oh, and wow. uh, when my, my uh, grandfather came over to the United States to try to get a new start for the family, it was customary for the wife to stay home and serve the parents of the husband that went or emigrated to the United States. So she kind of became an involuntary or expected voluntary servant at the time. But as my dad wrote this, uh, it, it morphed into uh, his, his military experience in the Second World War, sharing stories of, of uh, other family members. And um, he then gave it to me with the last instruction to be, now it's yours. You know, now you start writing for your children and, and grandchildren. And um, I remember having family members, cousins and others, who were fascinated by the story and so wanted me to share it with them. Well, there's this one handwritten or typewritten uh, document, and I was reluctant to do so, but I could see they were pretty passionate in their interest. So uh, it was a fellow Rotarian, Merle Glick, that gave a program one time about his family history and told me that he went to Staples to have copies made. So I went to Staples, and they did a great job. Uh, and it wasn't really too expensive, but I made a dozen copies, had it bound almost like a oh, library nice. binding. Yeah. And um, I, I gave it to some cousins and, and, of course, copies to my kids and still have a few on hand. So my, my moral of the story is um, start gathering your information. Um, interview family members. And the cool thing today, you can just grab your phone and uh, you, know, you talk, it types. And yeah. just start recording the story. And uh, it doesn't have to be a major project that you've got to get done right and now. But, but just make it a, a regular exercise at, at uh, Thanksgiving that's coming up. Uh, or, and of course, over the holidays to go ahead and, and start that start that effort. And you'd probably be surprised that uh, you'll get those people you interviewed uh, pretty excited and enthusiastic, and they'll start recalling things that, you know, without your effort and the intentions behind it, they would perhaps not even recall those, those memories. And again, once they're gone, they're yeah. gone. And the number of people, Mike, I've talked to that have said, you know, expressed regrets. They didn't sit down with this person or that. And even to this day, 
as I read some of those things, you, you know, you want some additional information. And my, uh, my, my dad's younger sister, of course, who survived him for a number of years before she passed, helped fill in the blanks on some of that. So it just started a great dialogue with family. So Yeah, and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, what you're talking about with personal stories is mm-hmm. it's always interesting to sit down with whether it's a family member or a friend, and all of a sudden you start hearing these stories come out of their mouth and you go, that's fascinating, yeah, really? you know, um, and what for me, I have uh, found that we have a lot of talent in Pekin, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people who have done some really cool things and have experienced some really cool things and just getting the time to sit and talk to them and, and listen to them and, and hear what their story is. Sure. Um, we all have a story. Uh, some are um, more detailed than others, but, but everybody has that. So it's kind of interesting to be able to sit and listen to those stories. And there's, I think there's something called, and, I, and I'm not a hundred percent sure of the title. Um, it's kind of like the, the veterans history project. And it, it really does just that. It encourages people to reach out to family members or those they know that served in the military. And, you know, we kind of all know that, that there's a, a sense of reluctance on mm-hmm. a lot of people's parts to share that story. Um, but if you, you don't make the concerted effort to to reach out and, and just ask them questions about that, um, it'll be something they certainly don't volunteer. Yeah. They are talking about themselves. Or it'll be things that... Uh, they they really had in many ways wish to forget, but I think they owe it to family members uh, to share that story because I think it explains a lot of who they are. It explains mm-hmm. to their character, and uh, I think can in many ways inspire that next generation, especially grandchildren who, you know, hopefully never have to serve uh, because of some kind of you know global threat, uh, but need to understand the uh, commitment and, and sacrifice those people were making. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think I would encourage people to just start gathering your story. This is called What's the Story? Again, I would say, what's your story? And uh, you can always reach out to us at uh, peakinpodcast at gmail.com with any kind of questions. Call the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they will forward to myself or, or Mike some, some thoughts and ideas. But uh, I would say do it be glad you did yeah definitely so thank you for listening and i uh, hope uh, in some way this encouraged uh, encourages you to uh, start this this exercise share it with other family members if it's not something you feel you'd like to do or you question your capabilities uh, i'm sure there's someone else in the family who would partner with you or willingly take it on you'll be you'll be glad you did so thanks and uh, make this a new year's resolution